Hello, podcast listeners. So today's episode is taken from a talk that I gave at Anatomy in Motion to a room full of exercise physiologists, exercise professionals, movement trainers, coaches, practitioners. And I'm talking here about storytelling. So when we know our story, we no longer have to compete in a crowded marketplace. It allows us to stand out, allows us to resonate with our tribe, with the people we want to work with. Now, I talk about stories here from two different angles. The first one is this big angle, this big story piece, capital S. This is your personal story. This is important at a deep human level. This acceptance of our story, of our journey is critical if we want to really cultivate that personal power and start to express the work that we want to do and express the change that we want to make. So the other side is the story structure. This is how we tell the story. And this is a specific framework that we can follow that allows us to articulate our story in a way that really resonates with the listener or with the viewer. Now, I'm talking about story here, both of these angles as part of a larger communications piece. As we move forward as a small business owner, your number one focus in the next little while is going to be around communication. As the market gets more and more saturated with people who can do the thing that you already do, your ability to communicate the change you want to make and resonate with the people that you want to work with is more and more important. So when we look at communications, of course, we have listening on one side, we have the expression on the other. But what we're really talking about here is creating some sort of experience, whether that's a blog post, whether that's a podcast, whether that's a video, something that the listener, the viewer, the audience can actually experience. So the key word here is creating. And really the essence of this whole talk, this whole presentation is to ask the audience to try on the hat of a creator to not think about themselves as a coach or a trainer or a practitioner for the time being, to think about themselves as a creator. So of course we have the skill set that we've cultivated that we need to maintain and progress, but we have this creation piece, this communication piece that's critical. Now we ran out of time to cover the whole story structure in this episode. So in this talk specifically, in what you're about to hear, we're going to go deep on the first part and cover all of this context and where this whole story piece sits. We'll cover the story structure on a later episode. That's it. I'll get stuck in. Thank you for listening. This is John Marshall listening to the Access Potential Podcast. We're going to get started. So uh, I hope everyone had a really good morning and it was a lot of fun. I'm sorry I couldn't make it down. I intended to. I've just come off the back of a big event and then going to New Zealand Thursday. So I was a bit compressed getting everything done. But I'm really excited to share some time with you and hopefully there's some powerful takeaways. You're going to be doing the work. I'm just going to start a little bit and hopefully some stuff you can take going forward. So we've kind of titled this storytelling. Um, I want to give a little bit of background in terms of where this is coming from, but really also want to open this a little bit deeper. And before I go into storytelling per se, we're going to look at what's called a story structure. Before I go into storytelling per se, I want to go to the why and how storytelling sits on this piece, this broader piece of communication that's really, really 
important that we start to think about a little bit laterally and a little bit differently. Of course, some of you will already be doing this. Um, so if that's you and you're already on this stuff, then hopefully there's a few takeaways. For others, there'll be a lot of, a lot of new stuff. So just to kind of frame it up, let's say I have started a new business, I haven't been training all year, I've lost my chin-ups, I wanna get back in the gym, I wanna develop some, you know, some basic upper body strength. Let's go hands up, who would be able to take me through, let's say the progressions, get me back into it, maybe get my chin-up back. Could you help me do a chin up? Learn a chin up? Close? Yeah. Like you know the you know the progressions. Yep. So everybody, right? So we're gonna we're gonna come back to this a little bit later. Now, say I'm in the market and I'm going, okay, well I'm gonna start to um, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna reach out to somebody, I'm gonna find an exercise professional coach. Maybe the last time I did it on my own, I kind of tweaked my shoulder, wanna do it properly this time. Who am I gonna choose? Let's play this out five years and eliminate 10 years. Life changes. How do I choose? Who am I gonna pick? Someone who can do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, the skill set, yeah. Someone who you feel like you know them. Yep. Anything else? Potentially um, someone that gets referred to you, my friends. Yeah, cool, trust, yep. So someone I can trust is massive. Um, someone I know, someone I can relate to. This resonance piece is really powerful and really important. In a market that's saturated, and we could be talking about personal training, movement, we could be talking about business coaching, we could be talking about anything. It's saturated, it's commoditized. We can get the stuff anywhere more or less. Yes, there's better practitioners, there's better teachers, but for the basics, I can get that stuff pretty much anywhere. In fact, I can go online and get it, right? So now we have this other piece. We have the skill set bucket. Now we've got this communications bucket. And communications is going to be the thing that allows you to tell me that not only you can do it, but also allows me to resonate and see that you have empathy for my position. Possibly you've been there before and you can guide me through it in the way that works well with my worldview. To some people that's gonna be like a hard and fast kind of approach. Other people gonna be maybe previous injury or something. I'm gonna to wanna to go gently. So we're talking about communications and we'll get to story in a second. As the collective skill set of everybody goes up, we're seeing this in um, everything. I'm reminded on the weekend, I hired a videographer to come up with us. There's videographers everywhere. I can get it, this is a GH4, I can buy this thing for under a grand or two, I can do video, it's everywhere. Now I'm looking at the next level, I'm looking at who understands the event that I'm trying to run, can he resonate with the feeling I'm trying to create. As the market's saturated in the skill set domain of what you do, we're now looking at who's the best communicator for the people you seek to serve. You're all going to hopefully be seeking to serve slightly different people, or if it's the same, there's more than enough people out there. but you need to be exceptional communicators to that person. And if you're not, someone else will come with equal skill set who is. So, so communication, we're gonna, communication has two sides. What's first? Yeah, 100%. Listening. If I don't listen, I don't even know what to, like, where to begin. I don't know the problem of my client. 
If I didn't listen to myself in that journey, I don't know the pain that I was feeling. We are listening, and then we've got what's on the other side. Yeah, so let's go. What are a few like options here? Yeah. What are some platforms, formats? Like how can I how can I spew my stuff out there to people? Yeah. Video, written, what else? Public speaking. What's that? Public speaking. Offline, yeah, yep. Offline. What else? This is blowing up big time still. Podcast. Yeah, audio. Um, anything else? Next one's big. All right, did something, did I communicate something? Action. Yeah, experiential. <coughs> like an experience, right? Something that's non-verbal. We're doing it already. You guys are already communicating with me. It's all, you know, this stuff like subconscious neuroception, right? Picking up threats, all of this sort of thing. So the ex basically we're creating, if we boil all of that down, audio, this will, for the like meditators and people, you'll pick this up. I've got audio, written, visual, video has audio, and, but let's call it visual, um, experiential. These are all what kind of inputs? Sensory, is that, yeah, nailing it. Sensory inputs, right? So they're all coming from an experience happening to us. So where we've gotten to is we've got a skill set and then we need to create an experience. The most raw, basic level of what we're talking about here. Communication, storytelling, we'll get to that because yes, there's a structure and yes, you'll use it, you can use it and work really well. Story sitting on communication, yin and the yang listening and then the expression then below that is just pure creation of experience so effectively what i do when i work with people is i help them become creators they're creating something which is creating communication pieces to the people that they serve could be in content right could be in personal story it is usually always in business but basically, my goal is that a few of you after you leave today flip into a creator's mindset. I've thought about this a lot, the concept between leadership and creators. Leadership is something that's really interesting. There's not a lot of similarities between lots of different leaders. The fact is they all lead and they step into discomfort and they, they invite people to come along. To create to really create something different, something new, we're actually having to lead as well. We're having to step into something that's not, that's not been done before, that's not the same as the guy next to you. I'm gonna go deeper on that in a second because I think for the people in the room, it's really important. But I'm looking, I'm asking, I'm begging you to go away and try on the hat of being a creator. Okay, now I'll go deeper here. Uh, for me, I was, I mean, it's been there the whole time, but I remember probably the biggest, the first time was in, um, was in high school and I was skateboarder. That's all I did. And besides a little bit of school and work, but effectively I was the guy who took video and flipped it around and filmed us average skateboarders to try to make us look good. Um, in university, I would do, when I went to uni, I split between art and engineering. I went engineering, but one of the side hustles I had was to get pictures of my friends 
blow them up really big and then do stencil cutouts and spray paint on canvas porches of my friends and then sell them back to them. Make them look bit like look kind of good and then I'd sell them back. Um, another one was when I was in my last two years, I recognized that the international students couldn't express themselves in their theses. And so they'd get up there to speak or to hand in their written work and no one could understand it so they'd get good bad marks. So I did a um, freelance like editing service and I'd help them to create better work for their message to be understood. The, the main essence though is for me, this idea of creating or bringing some form of art or expression into the thing that you do has been there the whole time, but I've only recently recognized that it's come full circle. Uh, I was pissed off that I did engineering instead of art for a long time. And I kind of wish that I had done art and that's sort of my narrative. But now I'm seeing that it's the blending of the two, which is where we're sitting right now. Okay, so you guys are tactical um, practitioners. You're very good and you're great coaches as well. And I know you're learning that skill set. The next step is to become creators. And I know you're putting content out. So we're going to drive into now communication and storytelling to see if when you go away, you get excited about pushing the foot to the floor. As you do this, it's going to allow you to communicate prolifically with the people you seek to serve, create experiences for them. So by creators, you might do a, you might do a festival of movement. You don't need to blog every day. It's going to look different for each person. Um, but you're going to bring people into your story because I know from a lot of you sitting around here, I've seen you on social media, but I have no idea what your story is. I have no, no way to resonate with you because I don't know anything. All I've seen is, a progression of a movement or something that's tactical or maybe a little bit of contextual but I don't know the deeper stuff because that experience hasn't been shared yet hasn't been created so why aren't we creating and here's where we're going to come into story why are we why are we holding back on this stuff or wh where does the friction where's the friction feeling and someone just let me know if you personally feel stuck or anything like that Does that thought actually, this is just purely from interest, does that, is that how the thought comes? Like you think, oh, do it, what will they think? It does, I've got a post in my medical school's on the list, but I'm using that to help with that. Sometimes I feel like the communication path. You feel you're going too deep with yeah. the communication? Yeah, like it's probably... Uh, I think I get you, because yeah. you, you read a lot of books, you've got a lot of like mm -hmm. the science side of it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Anything else? Yes. Um, so I make some, I think they're funny anyway, really funny videos just clowning around as being a complete dick. Yeah. Like, you would think that I was an ADD child. So, and it's kind of funny, like some people really like those fun videos that I do. I haven't posted all of them, there's some good content waiting. Um, but then at the same time, if I'm using the one Instagram I want to show personality, it's really hard for someone to take you seriously in your profession if you're trying to blend the two. But you know, I would like to, I don't know, my clients have fun with me and we joke yeah. around and we still get the work done. So yeah. like blending one extreme to the other is really hard. Yeah, so that's coming back to what would they think? If you were to do something too serious, how would that land? Well, or like, I get afraid to put up like the real fun, silly stuff, which, you know, my ah, okay. really hilarious. And they're like, post it, post it. I'm like, 
but I've got professional things on here and yeah. how do I blend that? Yeah. Kind of yeah. So you're holding back on both ends of the spectrum or just the fun, silly end? Uh, probably the fun, silly end a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. I could get yeah, both sides probably. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? Yep. Okay, so I don't want to say the same thing over and over. Let's start, let's say just a quick show of hands, who's feels that they're freely expressing their story, their content, let's say entertainment value, educational value, context of how you're working, the type of work you do, storytelling, um, you know, between one to five times a day on different platforms or through events. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, no, the reason why I'm doing that is because two, three people mentioned things that are holding them back, but we can see that I don't know anyone. I know, I know Russ a little bit because we have history. I know Vic because I've known Vic, and I know a few of you a little bit through what I've seen, but I don't know anyone's story, and I should, really. We're in the same circle. Now, because no one put their hands up, it's showing us that all of us are stuck. Everyone's stuck in the communication piece, the creator's mindset. So only three people have mentioned the things that have, they have awareness that is causing them to be stuck. So what else is it? What's the unspoken thing? No clarity. And so that then brings a sense of overwhelm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, let me get this straight. That's, if I sit down, I've got so many great things to say that I actually get a bottleneck and then say nothing. Or is there, a, is there another piece in terms of if I say this thing, it might not be the best thing or something like that? Probably both. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the loud also. Yeah. Nodding as well for that? Yeah. 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 Which one do I put first to then go to the next one, next one, next one, next one? So that it's kind of like flows as opposed to just having a whole heap of random shit. Yeah. Okay. You're an EP here too, huh? Yeah. Are there any other EPs? Okay, like exercise physiologists? Yeah. Yeah. Does the guy, people who are not EPs, do you know exactly what EPs do? Raise your hand if you know exactly. Okay. So for you guys, see what happened? And this is interesting. I've had this conversation with EPs. It's really, really good. You need to go double down on storytelling because we don't actually, a lot of people don't, this comes back to everyone. If you say movement, practitioner, I trained this, this, and this, you're relying on an Instagram bio to try to articulate what it is that you do rather than your storytelling. For you guys, it's a gift because it's very clear that we don't know. So you have to double down. The people who are trainers or movement, they're falling back on a word to try to express that. And then they're not doing the storytelling, but you can kind of get away with it. So, oh, I've seen that before. Um, but good. So too many things, don't know how to tie it together. Anything else? Just the consistency. Yeah. Or add to a story or 
have those sort of dot points ready to go yeah. through the day, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so like um, creating the habit yeah. sort of thing. Not so much friction around that then, just sort of like... Yeah. Yeah. I've got uh, two things. Uh, one thing is like an imposter syndrome. Yeah. So like, what gives me the right to talk about all this stuff and there's these other more qualified people. Yeah. Um, and then the second one is as well. Uh, everyone's doing the exact same thing. So yeah. why bother? Like, why would I do it? Yeah. My mere however many followers I have compared to yes. how someone else who is doing the exact same thing and I could do the exact same thing and explain it the same. Yes. I don't want to just create noise. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, nailed it. Um, and everyone is doing exactly the same thing, and this is why we're here because you can do your own thing. Uh, now, the one thing I want to touch on that because I was thinking about this on the drive home. We're all in this space together, this really beautiful space for teaching, for creating leaders, for coaches. Now, when we do this, it creates a subconscious message, and that is we know what this space represents. When we're in this space, have you, ever, have you ever sat with someone in conversation and they lean forward and then you lean forward and then all of a sudden they scratch your head and you recognize that you're kind of mirroring and then you look and basically you see it in couples, you see it in really good friends. We mirror. We mirror as a way to fit in subconsciously. It's a threat avoidance mechanism. And so what you need to understand at the beginning is love it or not, as you hang around in a group, you're going to mirror. You're going to start to do that. And it's not intentional. I'm copying Nick and, you know, LA and, and Jono. It's that we start to get conditioned by the people around us. You know, the five people closest to you, that's who elevate you. That's the same thing. It's like we, we grow into this circle of influence and we mirror. So the creator has to recognize that and go, okay, I'm, how am I going to pull out novelty how am i going to create my own thing how am i going to step into something that's my own and we'll get to that more in a second basically what we had was how's it going to land everyone's doing the same thing which post is too fun and playful um uh overwhelming effectively what we have is the inability to write the thing down because we're thinking about what someone else will think the overwhelming one's interesting because i would almost argue that if you have that many ideas it could really only be a good thing if you just picked one with a dartboard. If it, it sit with it, it's probably linked something to which of these three would be best. And then there's so many good ones or bad ones, I don't know. So then I stop through overwhelm. But effectively, it's coming back to caring what someone else's thinks. Okay, so we're here today to hopefully flip this creator switch, step into our own story and begin that journey. When you do that, you find this ability to push the foot to the floor because you're no longer comparing to each other and worried about what someone else thinks. It will take a little practice, but that's the intent. If you're an employee, if I was working as a, at AIM as an employee, it's still in my best interest to grow my personal communication piece alongside because there will be alignment in values that so it's still in my best interest to bring as much of me as i can alongside that journey it will enrich aim and it will enrich myself because the client's looking for depth as they look at the place anyway right 
This story, we have a few things I want to touch on quickly. We have big capital S story, and then we have storytelling. And we want to do both today. Big capital S story is like, how did I come to be where I am? And it's an acceptance piece. This is really some, some heavy stuff. We did a storytelling piece in the group that I have. And um, when people express their story, a lot of them for the first time, the people in the whole room were breaking down. It's a really big, powerful piece that isn't going to come to you just like this. I'm going to help you with story structure. This piece will take time, okay? And it takes some sitting into this stuff. In essence, the big story piece is saying that I've gone through this whole journey myself and now that I'm here through this series of experiences and conditioning, I'm in the perfect place to do this thing that I'm doing. I get to document where I'm at, where this is at, because I accept this. And because I accept this, I no longer care what Dan thinks about what I put out. Because this is my story, this is where I'm at. And I'm speaking to my tribe. So this is your unique thing, right? And this is what's going to be a little bit hard, because when you're in such a tight-knit group, that piece where everyone's got the same thing, you're seeing other stories with other people technically better, louder, whatever, and then it it's, tends to stop you from accepting your own one. So just sit on this for a second. Your story acceptance is basically what's called your solar plexus chakra, your individuality in the group being expressed at a huge level. Does that make sense? Who feels that, that that's like, when they think about that, that stirs up a little bit of a friction in terms of that? Yeah, no, nobody? Be, put, put it right up. Me, for sure, like. Do you think that, um, like that powerful thing has to be more events or is it something, you know, accumulation of lots of different things? Um, how do you mean? You know, like, so, um, does it have to be something that you went through as a big piece? Oh, no. No, so I guess the question is, it's, it's your life. It's just your life. But the big, pe the, the big, the big um, part here is as I stand here today in front of you, how all, am I, how all in am I in myself in what I have to say? Does that make sense? Like when we reflect, how doubled down on myself am I? How does that reflect my whole psyche? Yeah. Like when you sit there and you think about the way you, put, you, you walk through the world, the things you say, the way you talk, your whole feeling around how the things that you put out resonate with other people, how much do you care, basically? That's the other way to look at it. Yeah. So we talked before, everyone's a little bit stuck the unspoken thing is judgment because we're carrying at some level what each other is saying. And what we're talking about here, doubling down on your story, is the inverse of that. So that's like, I don't care that I don't know what I don't know. That's coming in the future. I'm here today to tell you what I know now. That's, Matt, that's me. This is what I've got. And when I know that, there's no fear anymore. So it gives me the green light. That's the 
Yeah. It's how do we work with it rather than let it stop us from like doing what we want to do. Yeah. So left and alone, it will stop you. The social media is not stopping you. It's a, it's a platform. The email is not stopping you. Time is not stopping you. Nothing is stopping you. These are all blank canvases for you to be a creator. You can use any of them. If you don't like social, you can do live events in the street. That will work. Other people will film it and put it on social for you. But it's about creating. So if we don't take an active role in this, the solar plexus, the personal power piece, is the thing that gets crushed by the culture. It gets crushed by comparison and judgment or falling victim to judgment. We're judging others because then we judge ourselves. So forget about social for a second. This is why the story is so big because as you move through it, it's your whole piece. It's not just writing po social posts. Now real quick, we have, I'm gonna go into story structure and then we're gonna spend the rest of the time diving into your own one and breakout groups and peers and then I'll come and help you if need be. With your content, we have, I'm just gonna throw this out real quick because I think it's relevant. We have education and transformation, or we could call it value. We've got value for entertainment, which is super powerful and really rare in a world that's real serious. Entertainment value, and others are doing this too, I'm just pointing to you because you spoke about it. <laughs> entertainment value, uh, educational value. Okay, everyone knows the difference, right? Like something fun to take you out of your reality, to engage, versus like this is the progression for the thing. Then we've got context. Okay, then we've got storytelling. Now, if you're part of a tribe and you're working together, your educational value might be done in a similar location, right? It might look kind of similar. From a brand perspective, if you're hanging out together, it's gonna to start to look kind of close. It just will, right? Uh, but entertainment value doesn't need to. It's an expression of yourself. You can play with that. Your context shouldn't, and your storytelling won't. So even though everyone's in the same space and learning and growing together, I should look at what's coming out and have very distinct snapshots of what's different as e from each of you as individuals. In the fitness world, like say, or movement or health, whatever you want to call it, if I want to get... Say my, my, I'm coming off the couch and I've got a three-year time frame. I'm a journey, three-year journey. How much of that journey to get where I want to be is physical? Or how much of it is mental? Or mindset? Or oh, there's some physical, right? Like I've got to... Yeah, I've got to do. I've got to do it. So both, right? Should, can we say 50-50? I don't know. Yeah. So if you had clients stop after like three months, it could have gone for three years because of excuse or whatever. Yeah. So here's the whole piece that I'm not really personally really seeing hit that hard is the mindset. The, the tactical, the practical stuff on the, the um, technical side, but then cultivate empathy, sit with your clients, really listen to them and go deep on some of the mindset stuff too. So we've got context and storytelling that I could do on mindset. And that will look different for everyone. Some people might go deep on meditation, other people like deep on that. And I know it's covered, but it's covered surface level. Typically in this industry, as I covered, it'll be, you'll see it come up this time of year, how to not fail New Year's resolutions, how to blah, blah, blah. 
Take the same stuff every time. What's your insight from your clients around mindset? Not from a book, not from a blog, not from a podcast. Like this is where we're going into your story. Contextual, so there's one piece you can differentiate. I'm just bringing this up because I'm aware it's gonna be hard to differentiate. If you're in here and you're training a lot, your technical stuff's gonna look similar and that's okay. But mindset, do some face to camera stuff or some blogging somewhere else. Bring some humor into it. You can differentiate there. Contextual is um, when I had a gym in Melbourne, I did some technique videos. I started doing these long form videos and um, in one of them, my dog, she's a little staffy, ran past and she kind of scuttled past chasing a ball and then she went back at like the five minute mark. And the video was like the biggest, most popular one of all of them. And what happens is our context, who we are, the little nuances, the things that we like. Jono puts great passion into his food pictures. Like, this is you. This is you. And this is really important. So your contextual shouldn't, shouldn't be in here. Like, I mean, it can be, but also go, go, go diverse. Bring that stuff all over your, all over your work because that's you, right? Yeah, document. And this is if I know, so Vic, like I don't bring family in, Vic brings family in and I love that. I see him, I know Kaya through little bits through story and it brings me closer to Vic, right? Like each of you has different things, salsa dancing. And I only know this from that one Facebook post. Oh no, and an Instagram post you did too. Go deeper on it. Like LinkedIn, yeah. Oh yeah, we got to talk about Yeah. Um, but the contextual piece is your, you and the storytelling piece is you. So I just want to throw that out quickly because you're going to walk away and in a week the same problem is going to pop up where you're training together, some people are crushing it, others not, you're looking sideways, it all looks the same, but you have so many avenues to go down to create your own creator hat, right? Can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, with the whole documenting and you know, we're on social media a lot, I feel so much more disconnected because I'm just on my phone all the time. We've got so much work to do on the phone and I feel like the more I'm walking down the street and I've got to make a video, I just, I don't know, it's just, is there a way to get shit done in yeah. a healthy manner and not just be stuck on your phone for your whole life? Yeah, I think so. I, I think, content all the time? Yeah, I think boundaries. Um, I think allocating time. I think at the end of the day, you know, we're connected right now. I'm not on my phone. This is getting documented. Yeah. Like there's ways to do it and could just set the phone up and film. I could ask LA to film like, and then this will go into about 50 pieces of content yeah. and probably a podcast, who knows? Yeah. But like, yeah, it's just a, it's a narrative. Um, and what we're doing is blaming the phone for the distracted culture, but the phone is just the thing it's just the, it's like this drink bottle sitting here. It'd be as if I just started to read this fine print so intensely that people started to blow up for me and blame the coconut water. That's what's happening. It's just that the fine prints like pictures of people doing handstands. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's not a valid thing to, um, you're right, it's going to take time. And that time and energy is, time and energy that you could have dedicated to a deep one-on-one -on -one conversation with Lee. But at the same time, you probably have a little bit of that extra time available where you were on the couch or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of touch with us on the boundary piece. So I guess 
your boundaries. This is, uh, I've changed a little bit on this even since we've spoken about it. Boundaries are what you do and what you don't do. Six months ago, I didn't film my own videos. Now I do because I think communication is going in a certain way. So I changed the boundary and made a choice. I don't uh, sleep with a phone in the bedroom. The phone never comes in the bedroom. That's a spatial boundary. We can set up boundaries all the time and they get this kind of, this negative kind of feeling sometimes, but really it's just, it's just frameworks, you know? I do this, I don't do that. I do something else. I do. Vic's boundaries will look different to mine. I spend lots more time on my phone now than what I did. And uh, I went through the whole, how oh, I hate phones and social media and all this, but actually there was more tension in the mind than there is now. It's just that you need to learn how to use it in a way. Boundaries are everything. Boundaries are huge because if I look back, I'm still waste like all of us, we're still wasting 70% of our time when you if you really look back and look minute to minute, you know, there's a lot of time that's going out the window. So all of this is asking you to do is to allocate some of that into Productive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just you, it's communication going back to the beginning, which is creating change, which is helping your audience. Right? It's not wasted I walked into a spearfishing store yesterday because I love spearfishing. I'm going back to New Zealand tomorrow. I needed to buy a new um, legging thing, wetsuit. And there's a the sign on things like back in five minutes. So, and he's not back, so I text him. And then he comes out behind the, um, behind the thing he was doing stock take. I'm like, dude, like, customer's waiting anyway. So he lets me in and um, I walk around this huge shop. And the guy didn't ask me anything. I'm like, hey, maybe you can help me to make this faster. I need a wetsuit. I told him the story. And I was like, cool. I got him to help me. And then he goes, yeah, this is the wetsuit I shot the marlin in. And that's like a big thing in spearfishing. It's like that elevates you in like the status, right? I'm like, like, tell me more. Like, I want to hear your story, man. Like, what's, where'd you shoot the marlin? Oh, off Newcastle. This is like amazing. And uh, he wouldn't tell me anything. And I said, before I left, I go, are you selling online? Like, because I checked his Instagram, nothing from like October 2018 with like 900 followers, like six posts. I'm like, are you selling online? He's like, no, I've got to, there's too much money I have to spend on Facebook and SEO to be able to do online. So I just focus on in-store sales. In-store sales doesn't exist. It's online sales and in-store. We go to the cafe because we checked it out on Instagram. Like we're living in a world that is not one or the other. We're augmented. The phone isn't an online bad thing. The, his store is an online store. He just doesn't realize it yet. He's paying for a lease, but we're shopping online, right? I only went to him because a friend told me the address. What I'm getting at is we need to have empathy for the market this is an empathetic piece like we need to go back to the consumer and they're looking at you in this collective sort of experience to get an understanding of brand which is hopefully you keep playful because that's you to make a decision to to join you so the more you're on there the more you show it in the way that's contextual and relevant the better he, his business will go out, he'll, he will lose this guy because I can go online and I can be entertained by the spearfishing store that's online who's showing me technique videos and YouTubes and all of this, right?
guy cares about business. I want to buy from him. I like that. I like that approach. Opposed yeah. to the person that's not doing anything. I think it comes back to what Nina was saying, though. When you first start, like when I was doing it the first time, you have fear, you have judgment, and you have hesitation. Yeah. So that actually is what's stopping you from filming. But yeah. when you get practice and then just become second nature, then the time block is actually there. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. That boundary of being confident in who you are, what your message is, exactly. and just not caring about what anyone else thinks. Yeah. And then when you keep doing practice, 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 you literally don't even think about it. You just put the camera down and you just film yourself. So it doesn't become a, another thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If you, this is the creator's hat. Because the creator, if you're creating, then it flips. Then yes, you have the judgment piece. So we shine the light on aware, uh, the light of awareness on ourselves. Am I judging the people around me? As I shine the light of awareness on judgment itself, typically it starts to loosen up, releases its grip on myself. And when it does that, it loosens up on others. And so this whole judgment piece starts to sink a little bit and when that happens the generosity side which is the creator gets to go all in and lee's right practices practices the vehicle for relaxing judgment and increasing generosity so on one side of the coin you're going all in on generosity because creating your awesome funny educational pieces are going to help your audience loosening judgment through awareness even like as you talk to people and judging them like what's going on here through the narrative one drops one goes up and then your practice is basically your posting or however you want to express it okay so we're going to get into story structure the reason why i needed to go into communication is because i can give you a story structure in five minutes you walk out and you won't use it because what we're really talking about here is a much deeper piece, you know. Um, John, I will know this. Like seeing people like you know Team On, people who self-judge for six, eight months, break through through acceptance of story all of a sudden, uh, and the shift is night and day. Okay, so I'm gonna we're gonna give you story structure. We we'll spend the rest of the time together, and hopefully in this time together we can support each other to dive a little deeper into our own stories, free up a little bit of that personal power and then go away and apply it through story structure. Does that sound okay? Is there any questions on um, this bigger bit that I'm sort of talking about? Yep. Oh, just adding to the whole thing, just also an engineering here. So yeah. combining like the engineering with the art, so it's just having systems like, you know, there's two half an hour blocks in the daily calendar, 15 minutes of which you consume and engage with content, 15 other minutes you post, and you don't just yeah and look this will work great for some minds and it won't for others um, I think the big thing is this is what, what I want to touch on on the boundaries and you just reminded me thank you 
is that if you heard that and that scared you or you're very far from that behavior pattern, do not judge yourself. This is the kicker that I'm coming around to now, same with the boundaries. If the boundary around the phone in the room doesn't work for you and you really are happier with it in the damn room, don't judge yourself on that and think that I'm looking down on you. Because boundaries are personal and we're in a world that you think of the nutrition space. I know a lot of you will be aware of this is like how many people like a few about five years ago, I just decided to duck out of that completely because I was in the gym and the shit that you hear coming up every second day around what about this, this and this, the, the, the belief systems are so strong that judgment is everywhere. And the boundary thing is linked to judgment because if someone's got different ones to you or different process, um, it can, it, you can turn and cannibalize yourself. Does that make sense? So what I want to go away is boundaries, explore them for yourself through your personal power and your story. How do you want to write your story? But when someone says, do I, you have to do it this way, you might be the freestyler and not do that way at all. And that's your story. And only when you jump onto that, are you going to really get where you want to go? So hopefully three weeks from now, we're all going, there's elements of similarities because we're here together, but you're all also documenting going completely different. Um, yours real quickly, the highly technical stuff. Usually that's coming from a narrative that's trying to um, show up in a certain position rather than relative to where you feel that you might be. So if I, if I give really highly complex language and really high-end stuff that confuses the people in front of me, it's usually because I'm not fully accepting my story. If I stand up here and say, look, fuck, I don't really know. I've not worked with this many EPs and trainers. I don't really know guys like, but this is what I know from my stuff. Then I get to use just normal language because I get to be real. Yeah. So don't worry about that, but just shine the light of awareness. Just show up like, Hey, this is my first session. You know, this is what I got from the book, but let's do this together. See what comes out of it. You guys give me some feedback, right? But you're showing where you actually are, right? I'm not got a novel background of Amazon bestsellers on story structure. You can search Bernadette Jiwa or, you know, there's lots of storytellers. I'm literally just piecing together bits of narrative and working with different people, a lot of them in the um, training world and seeing that story at a simple level is really powerful. You will not be able just to go, it's about doing repetition. I'm going to do it for three weeks and it's just going to work. This is your nervous system that's going to have to adjust to this level of exposure that's new for a lot of you. So this is why a lot of the stuff in the growth and personal development and all of these things keeps hitting hurdles is because your subconscious perception of what's going on doesn't like the new exposure. Does that make sense? Okay, so you're not just going to be able to rip it out. Have some respect for your journey, your story, and your, uh, your nervous system is going to allow you to do a certain amount and it's going to allow you to go slowly and build slowly. This is why you're not just doing it already because your, your subconscious mind doesn't want that level of exposure. So it's getting distracted and picking up a book or a podcast. It's, it's big stuff. This is not like I'm going to give you a structure and then you're going to have to practice in a safe space Go slowly, share it with each other, lean into the online group, the AIM Academy group, 
and then post little bits on your story and slowly build. If you just go back and just go all in, um, three weeks later, you will explode. Your nervous system will just not like it and you'll get sick. It's perceived as a stressor. I've seen it happen over and over and over. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, please forward it along to someone else that might be thinking about uncovering more of their own story and diving deeper into this communication content generation piece for their business. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next episode.